What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast, brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Jenna. Jenna, how are we doing today? It's another beautiful Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. It's warm. Um, The sun's out. I had a half a bagel already, Mm. which is sitting well in my stomach, so I'm I'm in a good place. I've got a watermelon feta salad sitting in front of me here that I am excited about. Yeah, and I'm also excited to be sitting down and talking with Tara. She's the owner of Brantford Bagel Babe here in Brantford, um, which I think everyone at this table can agree that we all love bagels. So yeah. I think it's going to be an awesome conversation to hear the story behind um, Tara's store and all the good things she's doing here. It's amazing space as we sit here and record in her in her little shop here. So Tara, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I should say I'm the co-owner. Co-owner. I do have a, a partner who's uh, my chef, so I just want to clarify. Yeah. yeah, nice. So can't take all the credit for all the good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. I, I I understand what it's like to have business partners, too, so I uh, I can't take all the credit either. Definitely. But uh, how's your day been so far? It's been good. We got slammed today. It's been really busy, so uh, I guess to cool down a little bit, people are finally hungry. We're a little quieter earlier in the week, but, yeah, it's been a really busy day for us. So It's amazing. Making lots of bagels. Yeah, since I've, <laughs> since I've walked in, I've seen a bunch of people come in and get some orders. And the one thing I immediately loved about the place is just, like, the communication of your team. Like, you guys are always talking. Like, I, since I've been here, like, you're like, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? And someone else is talking, like, back and forth. It seems like that's important to you guys. Oh, yeah, we're, we're uh, big on communicating with one another and most of all just having fun. We're always joking around with one another and yeah. also big on the uh, customer service. We've trained the girls to like really interact with the customers mm-hmm. and give them that experience, feeling like they're speaking with a friend while they're ordering and just yeah. talking about their day and just giving people a reason to come back again aside from the food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed that. Go ahead. Yeah, I felt that. I felt that immediately with your team. As soon as we walked in, it was just like all three of you just like, 
lit up yeah. and it was just it was so welcoming and made me feel right at home right that's why we're even a little hesitant right now to go on skip because we don't want to we, we want to be able to deliver, but we're a little uh, nervous about wavering on our customer service yeah. if we do so. So we have to get that figured out. Yeah. <laughs> why, why is that important to you guys as a, as a business? Uh, it's just what I imagined in my head. I mean, it's nice to finally have a space of my own and, and bring to life just everything I imagined. And, and that's a big part of when I go out somewhere to a restaurant or a store or anywhere, just friendliness it can make and break it even if you get great food and you get horrible customer service you don't want to go back there yeah. so just make it memorable you know yeah the experience i think is so important and something we as a business owners you know different space like being in the health space and being physiotherapists but we think about the experience often and a big part of jenna's role is she's our client experience manager so we mm -hmm. we want to always think about what the experience is when people come through our door and we value that, so I, I can definitely understand why that's in, important. And it can make or break like relationships with customers for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 100%. Like again, I've been to places where I just, you don't want to go back because you know, they're like, just, they just don't care. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure it's the opposite here yeah. every time. So what got you into the bagel game? Well, funny enough, I was actually working uh, in the corporate world for about a, you know, over a decade. Yeah. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, maybe like six months into the pandemic, I got laid off from my job. And I was running a Food to Go in Brantford page, which highlighted all the restaurants as supporting local. And I noticed no one was selling bagels and I had a killer bagel recipe. So I just kind of started making them out of my house at first, just kind of testing it out, seeing if people would be interested. And that blew up. And then I did a couple of collaborations with other restaurants like uh, Maria's West in Brantford, Devlin's uh, Country Bistro, did a few things with him. And then from there I went to a ghost kitchen, uh, which means I was renting out an existing kitchen's uh, restaurant space and selling through them became legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there I, I ended up doing my own space and this is how I ended up here. Nice. Mm -hmm. What? like? in your opinion, you know, you had a killer bagel recipe. So I don't want you to give your secrets away, obviously, because mm -hmm. I actually had the, uh, which one did I have? The sun-dried tomato yes, one. Yes, that's which my favorite one. Delicious. <laughs> um, but, like, what in your mind makes, like, a good bagel? Well, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but, like, you must boil a bagel. That's what gives it the hard crust, oh. and that's what gives it the chew, and it's actually the only bread product that gets boiled before it's baked. Huh. So See, yeah, didn't know that. I yeah, had no idea. I think a lot of people don't know that. Maybe when they make it at home, they miss that step, and it's just going to taste more like a bun or bread texture. So if you ever want to make one at home, you got to boil it first. Mm. Or in my experience, a hockey puck. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you tried to make some bagels? I've tried to make bagels before in the past, yes. They <laughs> yeah. did not turn out and well. And that's a thing, right? A lot of people won't touch them because they're actually really challenging. And a lot of people don't notice that from start to finish, it, the whole process takes about three hours to make a bagel. Like a, like a batch? Like how many are you making in a batch? Um, we, I have a smaller mixer than what I'm used to now, but I can fit about four dozen in that mixer at a time. Um, in the ghost kitchen, I had a way bigger mixer. I could do like a lot more. Yeah, but yeah. Getting used to it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. When it comes to like creating, because I think you had a couple options today. You had like the sun dried. You had onion. There was an onion. Yeah, one. and sesame seed. Sesame seed. Mm -hmm. Like, w are there certain things that go through your mind in terms of like creating different 
styles that you want to offer on a particular day? Um, yeah, so we switch it up every week. So every Tuesday we unveil a, a new menu. And um, on my side of things, it's always three different bagels and then um, a feature cream cheese. And then we kind of have like our um, regular cream cheeses that are always there. But for me, it's kind of a combination of like what customers want. I'll have a lot of people request... Um, like last week everyone wanted dill pickle bagels so I was like okay I'll I'll add them back on and then next week everyone's asking me for jalapeno cheddar so I'll bring those back on but also next week's uh, it's going to be Canada Day so we're doing a Canadian week so probably like do one with maple so it just depends on like the season as well as you know what people are asking for and yeah yeah, just kind of like a, a combination of what else is going to be on our menu. Are we going to put a sweet one in? Is it going to be all savory? Are we doing a bagel sandwich? There's just a lot of factors. Yeah, I like the the variety and also having like the kind of exclusive bagel coming in and out. I think that like creates a little bit of like like I don't hype. Know, hype. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, a little for bit of sure. hype around it. Like if like the the uh, dill pickle one comes in and everyone loves it and then it's not there for a little bit. Exactly. Gives people a reason to come back always. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't get bored of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just something new and exciting all the time. So is that what your uh, is that what your staff meetings look like for the most part? Just all of you collaboratively, like, what do I want to eat this week? <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest with you guys, we have never had a staff meeting. We're super <laughs> casual here. That's good. Which Excellent. again is the way I wanted it. Like we don't have uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we swear at each other, <laughs> like jokingly. <laughs> we joke a lot. We blast music. Like we just want to make a really fun environment for the staff because we want to keep our staff too. Like we want to keep our customers. We want to keep our staff. Like yeah. the staff's hard to come by, especially in the restaurant industry now. Like and it's hard to find staff. So when we find good ones, we're like, let's keep them here. Like no, we haven't had a staff meeting yet. How it goes uh, with my business partner, James, and I is we just, like, we have a whiteboard over there, and we just write ideas all over the board, yeah. and and we just toss them back and yeah. forth with each other, basically, when we're always thinking, like, we're, we're like, three weeks ahead right now. We're like, oh, I want to do this and this and this. Yeah. There's, like, a lot of excitement all the time, yeah. and, yeah, we just kind of do it that way, and we also, like, look at really um, what's in season and also look at what's on sale. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a combination of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. That having, having that ability to have that creative freedom must be so rewarding and so satisfying. It's so nice. It's everything me and James wanted, right? Just, cool. Yeah. Do you think the, like, uh, that environment that you're trying to create um, kind of like a little bit more free-flowing, like, does that come from you not wanting to mimic what you were getting in the corporate world? Kind of like a different approach? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so much happier now. Like, previously, I was, like, extremely micromanaged, um, like, professional to the letter. Um, everything was by the book. And, like, now it's just this creative freedom in all aspects from, like, what paintings do I want on the wall to what music do I want to play? You know, it's nice having it be my choice. And it's nice having other people coming in and enjoying that. And I think this is something really new and cool to Brantford. We have a lot of people coming in and saying, like, this reminds me of a restaurant in Hamilton. And to me, that's a great compliment because Hamilton has a lot of cool hipster places like 
Lock Street. I used to live in Hamilton. Mm -hmm. When I moved to Brantford, I missed the restaurants there. Mm -hmm. So for someone to come in and say, this reminds me of Lock Street or this reminds me of James Street in in Hamilton, like that's a great compliment to me. Mm. And I want to see more of this come to Brantford and Mm -hmm. especially downtown. We will, like I'd love to see downtown turn around and just become an awesome place again. Yeah, it's cool to see like, you know, people can sometimes get this like scarcity mindset that there's, you know, if there's something already like this out there, you can't go out and create something, you're not copying, but it's similar fashion. But mm-hmm. I think like there's so many opportunities in so many different places for you to take what you think is like something that's meaningful to you or that can have an impact on an area and just go for it and mm-hmm. see what comes of, comes of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that. I think it's cool to see like a place like this in Brantford. I think Brantford has so much potential to grow I agree. With, mm-hmm. with those types of things like as we kind of move into Brantford like we're opening um, a location within Alchemy CrossFit and so we've been getting involved in cool. Brantford more and more yeah and there's just mm-hmm. so much potential for like growth and development I think of, of those things mm-hmm. um, which makes me excited and it's awesome to see like other entrepreneurs like yourself and you know we, we uh, interviewed the girls from Let Us Live and there's just like yeah they're great um, girls too Man's Distillery like there's mm-hmm. just so many different places that are popping up that I think are going to really help develop that for Brantford Exactly. Yeah. And there's always kind of like this hesitancy, especially with the downtown core, even for us when we found this place. And we looked at at a lot of different locations and people were like, oh, are you sure? Are you sure you want to go down there? Because, you know, some people have the vibe of like they don't want to come downtown. They they have like bad ideas in their head of, of what downtown is in Brantford. And then so it's nice to see people coming in that say, like, I drove in from the north end or I drove in from West Brant and like taking that stigma away and you know, there's a lot of places that used to be considered bad, like Port Credit was considered the armpit of Mississauga, and now it's like the coolest, trendiest, most expensive places to live in Mississauga. So like things can turn around. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping. Yeah, and you have to create. You have to create something such. Someone as like, has to give it a chance, right? To right? allow for it to develop. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great to hear mm-hmm. that you guys are like, you know, it seems like it's bigger than just having some bagels. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. So what would you say has been like one of the bigger things you've learned with opening the business? Because it's different between, there's a difference I'm assuming between like making some bagels out of your house versus mm-hmm. opening a business, running a business. How has that been for you? Yeah, well, we're still so new. So I think right now um, what's challenging for us is just trying to figure out um, trends or like patterns mm-hmm. in when we're, we'll be, we're busy, when we're not um, and right now there's no factors last Friday we were quiet this Friday we're slammed it's like we're still trying to figure out those patterns for staffing and everything else I mean but it could be so many factors it could be like oh just it's really hot out today you know people aren't hungry or it's just figuring out that wave I suppose yeah I can relate to that that's something that mm-hmm. like with our business we're only we're going on two years being open now and mm-hmm. we're still like the trends you just don't have enough data to like sometimes compare and then right i think covid itself has just changed the way people operate in general so it's like you know so sometimes when you think you would be busy or we've been busy in healthcare in the past we're mm-hmm. not as busy and who knows why it's like people are right. consuming the world in a, in a different way now mm-hmm. so it's hard we just know we're trying to get prepared for the laurier students by september because this is considered off season in downtown and uh, these students are moving in with their residences directly across the street. Nice. We oh, look wow. at it 
So we're going to get this building just right across here. Oh, boy. We're going to get slammed in September. And so we want to make sure we're adequately staffed. But it's like figuring out, you know, our staffing needs now to make sense for the business. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of, so like as I look at your menu, there's more than just, you know, bagels here. Mm -hmm. Jenna has her watermelon salad here. It's delicious, by the way. So. So good. What goes into like the menu outside outside of the bagels? Do you want me to grab James Let's for these questions? James, yeah. yeah if he's, he's the if chef. He's the chef. So get him, get him on here. Anyway, right? Yeah, keep going. Me, me and Jenna can keep the mics hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah, problem. That's completely yeah, that's completely fine. All right, Jenna, this is your t- this is your chance to practice your stand-up comedy go. <laughs> you got any jokes for us? How do you count cows? With a calculator. No. <laughs> Why do cows have hooves and not feet? Because they lack toes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Do you, do you have like, do you like cows? It's two like, cow jokes. I like, I like cow jokes because they're easy and they come off the tongue real good. <laughs> I'm very impressed, actually, with the fact that you just hit two jokes because now I'm trying to think of a joke and I don't have any. <laughs> What do you call a sleeping? What do you call a sleeping cow? <laughs> Tell me, Jenna, what? A bulldozer. <laughs> if a hand was twelve inches, it'd be a foot. Ah, if a hand was twelve inches, it would be a foot. Uh-huh. This guy's got. got this got guy's it. got dad jokes. <laughs> James, go ahead, pick up the mic. All right, we got the we got the chef in the building. What's going on, everyone? How's your day been so far? Uh, busy. It was a yeah. uh, busy Friday. It was one of our busiest Fridays yet that we've had. And, uh, yeah, it was good. We uh, we were selling, like, a lot of our, like, more, like, I don't know, like, higher price items. A lot of people are coming in for the Poke Bowls this week. Oh. Which has been, honestly, like, a great experience, knowing that, like, we threw out that healthy option. Yeah. You know, for people to come and get. And uh, the salmon, we're going through salmon like crazy. The chicken this week. Like forty pounds of chicken lost twelve hours. Shoot, <laughs> that's good. That's good news. Yeah, it's uh, it's been busy. Um, the question I had asked Tara and she wanted to bring you on is just like looking at the menu and obviously you just mentioned like poke bowl. You got like different things on there outside of just like the bagel options. Yep. Where did that come from? So like uh, a couple of years, well, I there was a head chef at Hudson uh, a few years back, and uh, I always noticed that like a lot of like restaurants they tend to go ahead they'll like. Like, it's just past experience with, like, a lot of people, they'll go ahead and uh, they'll, like, stock up. They'll, like, load up the menu with, like, 30, 40, 50 things. And uh, they'll always have, like, inventory and freezers and everything. So the big thing was was kind of, you know, you want to bring that, like, creativity, like, within Spider Chefs. Like, with, you know, you're constantly working on, like, you know, wanting to do something new and, like, giving people creativity. Like, for instance, myself, it was one of those things. It's like, how do I keep on, like, you know, wanting to, like wanting to have the passion keep on striding with it so it was uh, a few years back I just thought it would be a great idea and kind of brought up to restaurants maybe we should try this and everyone kind of shot it down but uh, when Tara came to me with the business proposal it was one of those like you know this is something I want to do for a while and uh, yeah once uh, once she said yeah it sounds like a good idea it was uh, it was kind of like the big change that like you know it, it's for like restaurants you kind of get to see something new variety the big thing, I guess, is also, too, is um, once you go ahead and, like, as a chef, getting people to, like, kind of trust your food, understanding, like, you have good quality, like, you know, it's reliable, 
giving them that opportunity to come in once a week, multiple times of the week, like some of our customers, they always, you know, it gives them a reason to come back. So it's never the same. Everything's always changing up. And, uh, you know, for us, we have no freezer, no microwave. So it's constantly like having this rotational menu. It was something that we always have stuff that's fresh. Like we're running those stores constantly almost every single day just because like we're trying to go ahead and like, you know, we're figuring out how busy we're really going to get. And kind of with only two fridges right now, it's like we have limited storage space. So it's uh, it's been difficult at times, but it's been where, you know, um, it just the long days, the the passion and everything that we got. It uh, it's you know it shows things. Yeah, and I could see how that would like kind of keep you maybe like motivated or inspired to like continue to like create different options, right? Instead yeah. of getting that like what seems like sometimes the monotony maybe you're getting in like at other restaurants where you're constantly making the same thing. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Did you say something? Yeah, it's 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 like if for us, it was one of those things where like the challenge, like there's a lot of variables that come into play, where the challenges it kind of like it gets you going every single day, where like there's always a different challenge ahead. So right now we have a four top burner, and like last week or the when we did the brisket grilled cheese, we ended up selling 176 in the like just five days. Brisket one. So yeah, it, it was it was so. It was such a, like a weird like moment where we sold over 30 in a day at like 